Oh boy, it's good to be back in business, Clipper Nation. Today, we're going to be talking about Jordan Miller. Given the second two-way contract on the Clippers confirmed, what does that mean for the squad and who, given full-time contracts, could break in to the rotation out of the young guys? Gonna be talking about that on today's Locked On Clippers. Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vizieri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. Sports, NBA, and NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know what your thoughts are on Jordan Miller getting the second two-way contract for the Clippers. Of course, Musa Diabate was given the first one just a couple of weeks ago. We still have one more two-way contract to give out. So we will see who that is. I would like it to be Xavier Moon, but we're going to get into all that, what it means for the squad, and who could break into the rotation given that they're on guaranteed contracts. So before we get into Jordan Miller, let's first talk about, oh, also, I think I need to address the elephant in the room. Why hasn't there been episodes for a couple of days? Well, I was getting my computer fixed because, if you can recall, I stopped, you know, doing episodes with my separate audio file so you guys would get a much better audio quality. So if the audio is better than the last couple of episodes, that is not you hearing things. That is because it is better. I'm back to my normal software. My computer's running really smoothly right now. Got to thank my guys, Locked On Clipper listeners. That helped get the job done, and I really thank them because my computer's looking clean, sounds fresh, and ready to go to give you the best product I can give you here as Locked On Clippers host. And by the way, a big shout-out to the folks over at Locked On, Mr. Locke, Nick Angstadt, and all the people that are involved in my you know, recruitment, so to speak, at Locked On. I hit the year mark as a host, so... You know, more than anybody, I got to thank you guys, the fans, Clipper Nation, for supporting me. My first full year as a solo host here at Locked On Clippers. Took the YouTube channel. We got it from 200-something subs to over 3,000 now. And we want to make that number even bigger this season and show everybody that Clipper Nation is a nation. And it is a very slept-on fan base in terms of everything, but also in terms of sheer numbers. And we want to show that. And by the way, if you're not a Clipper fan listening to this, and you find it interesting, and you want to know what's going on, maybe you're a Kawhi fan, a Paul George fan, or a Westbrook fan, or you're just interested in what's going on with the Clippers, there is no better place than right here, Locked On Clippers, five days a week. This month, three days a week. But throughout the season, five days a week. Watch every game. Every single latest news in the clips, including Jordan Miller's two-way contract. So let's first talk about the guaranteed deals. So there's 15 guaranteed deals that a team can have on their roster. 
Now, here are the names for the Clippers. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, that's five, Robert Covington, Ivica Zubats, Terrence Mann, Mason Plumley, Russ, that's 10. Then you have Amir Coffey, Kobe Brown, who's guaranteed $2 million next year, that's 12. Bones Highland, who's guaranteed slightly less than the rookie Kobe Brown, that's 13. KJ Martin, who's guaranteed less than all those guys I just named, at 14. Then there's Brandon Boston with 15. Jason Preston with 16. So one of those guys is going to have to be off the roster, and none of those guys is going to be a two-way player because they're all on guaranteed contracts. I suspect that the 18th player... Oh, never mind. I forgot about the Jason Preston situation. There's no money guarantee in 2023-24. His contract becomes fully guaranteed if not... Oh, never mind. His contract is guaranteed now because he wasn't waived by July 2nd, 2023. So never mind. He is on a guaranteed deal for next year, $1,836,000 and 96. No. Yeah, $1,836,096 is what Hoops Hype has listed for Jason Preston's salary next year. But the point is, we have 16 players I just listed. So one of them is going to have to go. Before we get into that, just to talk about the Jason Preston's, I'm sorry, the Jordan Miller situation. So Jordan Miller in the summer league, he wasn't that impressive. I thought his defense was solid. He clearly has good size. Very similar to Amir Coffey, I compared him to many times. About 6'7", long arms, decent athleticism. Got to the rim fairly easily. Not like he was creating off the bounce type, but attacking closeouts and right place, right time kind of situations. He was at the rim, but he wasn't really finishing, especially with multiple bodies around him. You know, in traffic, he was not finishing. And his three ball wasn't very good. Defensively, I liked what I saw from him. On the ball, rotations, again, his athleticism, his length in the passing lanes was pretty decent, but nothing was standout. Nothing was, oh, yeah, I want to see this guy get minutes to the Clippers next year for the actual team. No, I think he's going to be, you know, used if we're extremely injured because we have a lot of players, in my opinion, at the wing position. And Ty Lue, <laughs> if he uses them, will be played before Jordan Miller. But Jordan Miller... The good news with this is we're hopefully going to get to see him play in the G League and get some confidence, get some reps, and then maybe if we're extremely injured, we can see him get some run in the NBA for a couple of minutes for the Clippers off the bench. But overall, he is our second pick out of the University of Miami, and it's nice to see that the players that the Clippers pick, because we don't have that many picks in the next couple of years really, are you know being taken care of to a degree and Jordan Miller being on the two-way now you got him you got Musa and Musa I think actually will be featured a decent amount I don't mean throughout the season but I just mean in general in the season like we're gonna see him especially if if it's a Zubats or Mason Plumlee miss a game I think there's a really good chance we see him and funny story about Musa one of my good friends actually was was talking to a really tall bass a really tall guy at a club and asked him if he hooped because he didn't know and he got to talk to him for about 45 minutes. Found out the next day it was Musa Diabate. <laughs> so my friend is a basketball fan, but he's not like a junkie. And if you don't really, really know hoops or you really, really don't know the Clippers, you don't know Musa Diabate. He asked him if he hoops. That was funny. But he had only amazing things to say about Musa. And my friend is not a 
guy that says great things about strangers all the time. But he said that he was so genuine, so nice that you couldn't even tell he was in the NBA. You know, just a young kid from France that played basketball. So that's cool to hear, um, especially in the sense for me, like Musa is one of the first Clippers that's actually younger than me. So it is definitely interesting. But he's got so much raw talent. We know about Musa and his rebounding ability, his second jump. He's a decent shot blocker, especially in the G League. Averaged a double-double there last season. And so I'm excited to see him get some reps in the G League again. But also, if we need him, get some minutes for us. The big thing with Musa is his offensive touch. That is still lacking a bit around the basket and just in general, free throws as well. Um, but overall, Jordan Miller, right? Guaranteed that second two-way contract. We still have one two-way contract we can give out. I like it to be Xavier Moon because he was the best player in the summer league for us in my eyes. But Jordan Miller, being that he's one of our picks from this year's draft, it's nice to have him locked in for something this upcoming season. And on a two-way contract means that he could feature for the team. So we might see Jordan Miller play some real minutes for the Clippers this upcoming season. You can play up to 50 games, but we'll see what he does in the G League. But coming up, what does that mean for the rest of the squad? And where do they stand? Who's going bye-bye? Going to be talking about all that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory throughout the season. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right. So going back to the 16 contracts, who's getting cut? That's a big question. Now, I thought there was a good chance it would be Jason Preston, that we wouldn't guarantee his contract and we'd waive him, but we didn't do that. However, I'm going to look it up because the Jason Preston thing, I could have sworn it something got delayed with his contract, but as far as I, I know, like, in my opinion, we need, oh, here we go, Clippers extend Jason Preston's guarantee date. Oh, okay, here we go. The guarantee date for Jason Preston's next season contract has been extended to October 1st. So let me say that. I rem Good thing I remembered that, uh, that I caught it. because So Jason Preston can still get waived or not brought back. And I think it's very likely going to happen, sadly. Because, yeah, he showed some good stuff in the summer league, but enough to get into the rotation? No. Enough to really consider him maybe a long-term prospect for the Clippers in the Intuit Dome and maybe an era after Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? I tend to say yes, but we know how Ty Lue feels about young players and just the uphill battle that they have to face to just get into the rotation. And Jason Preston, yeah, he'd probably be the third point guard right now, but I can see them just going with a... See, I was going to say I could see them just going with a non-true point guard, but then I'm remembering who my head coach is, and that's Ty Lue, so... 
I think right now, if I had to guess of those 16 names, the leading candidate to not be brought back is Jason Preston, especially because they extended his guarantee date. What I think that means is we have a safety net. If we can't find a trade for one of the guys, and maybe that's the James Harden trade, who knows? If we can't find a trade for one of those players, then we have Jason Preston to waive, and it's no big deal. And we still have the 15 players. And mind you, that would be a really good 15-man roster. But I'm not interested in waving Jason Preston, who I believe is the second best passer on the team. I think that it has to be a trade to get rid of Marcus Morris, especially with the recent news about, I wouldn't even say recent news, but the threads thing. Bum-ass Clipper fans. I'm sorry, but that's it. Like, he had a rough season. If he's still on the team, then Ty Lue might just start him. Like, I wouldn't put it past Ty Lue, even after everything that happened last season, to start that guy and give him another shot. Oh, his legs feel good. You know, I don't want to hear that. And again, it's not anything personal with Marcus Morris. I really like the guy. He's done so many great things for the Clippers in the last couple of seasons. 2022, we do not get that 42 wins without he and Reggie Jackson and their scoring on a nightly basis. His availability, I mean, it's been great. But times, you know all good things must come to an end and the good things with Marcus Morris came to an end many months ago in the season and we followed it the whole way right here on Locked On Clippers and it was unfortunate it got to the point where people were bullying him and we have KJ Martin that's come in to play that spot we now have Kobe Brown that people in my last video are even saying he we should start him he's gonna play I am not so sure I'm very doubtful of it in fact because we still have Marcus Morris, we have KJ Martin, we have Nicholas Batum, and we have Robert Covington that are all supposed to be that big forward spot, right? And Robert Covington, we already know that he was in the doghouse last season for whatever reason, reasons that we still don't fully know the answers to, but he clearly was not in favor. Everyone knows that. So do I just think a Kobe Brown is going to come in and get minutes? No. But I wouldn't put it past Marcus Morris to still be getting minutes. And that's why we need to trade him and have him be the 16th guy that leaves. And the rest of those 15 will be our roster. Now, who will take him? That's a question. I don't know. I would like to make some fake trades, but I'm not the best with the salaries matching and all that. So maybe I can get a guest on for an episode like that. Potential trades that include Marcus Morris in them. Because we need to. And it can't just be wait for a hardened trade. To, to get Marcus Morris out of here. It can't because we might not find a hardened trade in an agreement with Daryl Morey and the Sixers. Not that I want one, by the way, which everybody that listens to me knows. But, I mean, it may go on into the season. We saw how Daryl Morey did with Ben Simmons. It could very well go on to the season. And if Marcus Morris is on this roster to start the season, well, Ty Lue might just play him. And it is to the point where we honestly can't give him minutes anymore. We have too many good players. He does nothing for our team right now. And even if he has one or two good games, it does not do what we need long term. And it is not about having a personal vendetta against Marcus Morris or wanting to bury him or anything like that. Again, I just want what's best for the Clippers. And everybody knows that it's gone stale with Mook. Everyone knows. But... Hopefully we can find a way to make some kind of trade because he is on an expiring contract and there are teams, in my opinion, that would take that on. And look, I do think Marcus Morris could help a team off the bench. I really do. I just think we have too many guys, period. So that's my take. 
Do I think it's going to be Marcus Morris? No, I think it's going to be Jason Preston. That does not get his guaranteed contract by the beginning of October. But in my opinion, it has to be Marcus Morris and the rest of the 15 should be our squad. But coming up, any of those younger players breaking into the rotation? Going to be discussing that coming up. All right, so potential break-ins to the rotation. I had a couple people talk to me about Kobe Brown because we don't have a real four, and they said, oh, Ty Lue said that he's ready, he's ready. Listen, when he says he's ready, that means he thinks he's ready to play at this level. doesn't mean he's ready to get into the rotation over other guys. I think when he also means he's ready, he means he is going to be ready if his number is called upon. But there are things that are going to have to happen before his number is called upon. And that's just the way it is when you have a team that's in win-now mode, a championship contender, that when they're fully healthy, you have to fight amongst those players to get into the rotation. He is behind a lot of names. Like, let's just, okay, let's do it. Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Terrence Mann, Zoo. Let's say that's the starting five. That's five guys right then and there. Then you get Bones and Norm, six and seven. Kobe Brown's not getting in over any of those guys. And then you've got Nicholas Batum who's still on the roster. Let's not even count Marcus Morris for this exercise. Robert Covington, he's on the roster. I don't see a rookie getting more minutes than Robert Covington. If that's the case, then get Robert Covington off this team because that means that he has no chance of playing. But I would like to think that the eighth and ninth guys, Nicholas Batum and Robert Covington will be ahead of Kobe Brown in the pecking order. And then you have Mason Plumley, which is 10 right there. And then there's Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston, who are 11 and 12. And I don't see Kobe Brown getting in over them. And I didn't even mention KJ Martin. So 13 players, really, that I think will be higher in the pecking order than Kobe Brown. I mean, with KJ Martin, it's like it just plugged a hole there. Even if we do get rid of Marcus Morris and Robert Covington, okay, now we have Nicholas Batum and KJ Martin, and if we play Kawhi at the four, that doesn't even really matter about who's one of the not you know one of them is not going to start there. So we have options. I don't think Kobe Brown's going to be breaking into the rotation, guys. I'm sorry, I don't. I like his strength. I like that he's you know younger than our other players, even though he's older for a rookie. But I just don't think he's going to be ready to get those rotation minutes over those guys. As far as Musa Diabate, I love everything I said about him in the last segment, but he's on a two-way contract, and we got Mason Plumlee back for $5 million. So Mason Plumlee, when healthy, will be backing up Zoo. We're not going to play them together because they both can't shoot. And when I say those two, I mean Mason and Musa. So don't expect Musa to be a consistent part of the rotation either. Then there's Brandon Boston. A lot of people have been asking me on various shows that I've featured on, Who's going to be a breakout player? And I've always gone with guys that are in the rotation. Like maybe Terrence finally gets the minutes he deserves and puts up even better stats than ever before. Or Zubats finally gets the ball in the post a couple times a game. And now he goes from 12 points or whatever it was last season to 15-16. I don't know. I want it to be Brandon Boston. But I just think there's, as I said, I just named 11 players. Arguably 12 that could be over Brandon Boston in the rotation. So... 
As far as any young players breaking in and getting tons of minutes, I think there would have to be major injuries for that to be the case. I just don't see it. I really don't. And it's unfortunate that that's the case because I do want to look not just at this season. I want to look at the future because, as I've said, I'm not super confident about this rendition of the Clippers due to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's health. So I am looking at the Intuit Dome and what the future might hold. And I think these young players, we got something there. We do have something there. And I want to see them get playing time. But being that we're running it back, I don't think that'll be the case. But moral of the story, Jordan Miller, two-way contract, will be alongside Musa Diambate in that respect with the Ontario Clippers. And then coming to play, he's eligible to play up to 50 games for the LA Clippers. And then we still have one more two-way contract we can give out. I hope it's to Xavier Moon. As far as the squad, we have 16 players. I think Jason Preston's going to be the one that's cut. And I think we wouldn't, we're waiting for a trade. And we made that move to extend Preston's deadline. Just in case we couldn't find a trade suitor, we will get rid of him. But I think Marcus Morris should be the one to go. And at the end, I don't think that we'll have any of those young players be consistent rotation guys because there's too many guys ahead of them in the sweepstakes for that stuff. So that's my thoughts. But it's good to be back on the mic. Good to talk to you. You again, the best listeners and the best fan base in the world, Clipper Nation. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports, and NBA history content. And Locked on Clippers, free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you hit the notification bell and subscribe to the YouTube channel and let me know in the comments what you think of Jordan Miller getting the second two-way contract and who you think the 16th player that should be cut is. You let me know. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.